we have an opportunity to help out the, uh, the homeless in the community um, through Susie, right, uh, and through her ministry. So if you want to um, do some specific giving this week, just write on your envelope, right, for the homeless. We're going to be um, collecting some money to, to feed some of them. Uh, one of the, I don't know how you want to put it, but in, in short, one of the uh, vehicles in which uh, the community feeds uh, the homeless was shut down and had some issues, so we're picking up the slack. We're like, all right, we're stepping in. We're going we're gonna to do something, right? So if you want to do like some, a specific form of giving, that would be helpful today. It's not extravagantly expensive. I mean, we, we have the, the income to do it. It's, it's not a problem, uh, but I, I don't want to rob you guys from a blessing if the Lord's put on your heart, right? Just the seed, um, so, or really I should say sow seed into that, right? So uh, as you guys know, anyone who lives in the area, right, the, the, the homeless population of Bucks County have, has a tendency to gravitate uh, in this general area for a number of reasons, and so we want to reach out to them and help them, amen? Amen. All right, why don't we open up to uh, Hebrews chapter 9 today. Um, we'll see what the Holy Spirit does. Um, we, this is, at least on paper, a little bit more of a condensed sermon. Um, you know, people like to remind me that I have a tendency to go about 50 minutes, uh, so this one's probably going to be less than that, um, so that'll make some of you happy, maybe some of you not happy, but you know, it is what it is, right? I don't want to preach myself into a box, right? I just want to obey what the Lord is doing and what he's showing, right? Um, so, yeah, Hebrews chapter 9, uh, this is really, you know, it's, it's the beginning of the year, and uh, I don't really do this too much in terms of just kind of taking stock in what the Lord has been doing in our midst, and we have this weird holiday where it's the beginning of a year. And it's weird. You know, I was just talking about it the other day. Like, someone was like, man, you're, you don't really seem to get too excited about New Year's. I'm like, well, no, it's just like a day, you know. It's like an arbitrary day, right? Like, I mean, if, if, if the earth revolves around the sun in 365 and a quarter days, and therefore, it's a cycle, and then therefore, any day could be the new year, right? It's just whatever. Whatever, but it's just like a day, you know. I don't know. Is anyone else like that? Like, oh, New Year's. Woo! Right? Anyone else with me? Or are people like really into it? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that we get a day off, and it's a national holiday. I'm in with that, but hey. But with that being said, it is, it is a good time as a culture to kind of stop and evaluate what, what's been going on and taking a look at what the Lord has done in the past and what he's doing in the future. And I do believe that the Lord was really pressing upon me uh, that 2022 is going to be a year, at least I can't speak for the big C church, but I really felt for me, my family, and I do believe for this church, is for us to dig in deep uh, and to understand his covenant. His covenant, his promises that he's made with his bride. There is so much that is going on on earth every day, every week, and these are the times, right, as we went over two weeks ago, that try men's souls, right? It, it is time when we have to, like, hold on to his word and say, but, but fine, I know that's what's going on, but this is what his word says. Like, this is it. This is the promise, the covenant by blood in which he made with us. And I really feel like that's something that we need to hold on to this, this year. And so uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15. <clears throat> and for this reason, he, Jesus, is the mediator of the new covenant. By means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant. That those who are called may receive the promise of the internal inheritance. Lord, we just come before you and we just, in the busyness of, of life, in the busyness of 
expectations and the busyness of the holiday season, Lord, we just want to pause. We just want to draw deep into you, Lord. Pray for your Holy Spirit just to invite us into your word and what you're doing on earth these days. So I, I really felt like the Lord was just really putting on my heart this notion, right? To receive the promise of the eternal inheritance, right? So just as a piece of like grammar, of syntax, right? We have something, let's call it a direct object, the eternal inheritance. This is the goal. You receive a eternal inheritance. But there's a piece here. You need to receive it. There is an eternal inheritance by Christ as the mediator of a new covenant, which is better than the older covenant, as the scripture says right there, right? And we have access to an inheritance, an inheritance which is for eternity. But you need to receive the power of it. It's kind of like there is a legal binding contract out there called a covenant that he's made with man via the Son. It's there. It's a contract. But as in any contract, you need to read the print. These are the attributes. These are the characteristics. These are the legal documentations of the inheritance of a covenant that has been given to us. Now, that's tricky because in, uh, in my opinion, modern man really doesn't understand covenant anymore. Not like they used to. Now, I'm not casting stones, uh, but it's, I mean, if we just take a look at the notion of a wedding ceremony, a wedding contract, a wedding covenant. I was just talking the other day to someone about uh, weddings, and I, and I said, you know, there's people that get married out there, you know, obviously, th these days, right, according to the Constitution, homosexuals can have a civil union. Uh, people that have been living together can now just tie the knot, or... Uh, people who are dating uh, will get hitched, right? And I was like, man, when I got married, it was a covenant. But see, the covenant wasn't just with me and Michelle. This is what makes born-again believers' weddings different. It was a covenant between my wife, myself, and God. Like that, so stepping into that plane is a whole other ballgame. When you invite God into a covenant, okay? And so the world, I think, really, especially some of our younger people, they don't understand this notion of covenant and uh, commitment. Uh, and I, and I, look, I, I'm only saying this because, you know, I, I teach young people. I teach high school. Fine, you could argue that they're young kids, and young kids don't know anything, right, in some regards. But I also was an adjunct professor at a Christian college, and those kids as well. And I interact with adults that are maybe a little younger than me. And there's this fun, like, we, you and I, maybe it's because of age differences. Uh, we have different perspectives of what an agreement is. And uh, look, uh, my professional opinion, being a high school teacher and a pastor and all this stuff, is that in many regards, not all, but some of the people on earth today um, will gravitate whatever to whatever works best or whatever the better opportunity is. And if there's a better opportunity that comes along, they will gravitate towards that better opportunity opposed to the opportunity or rather the commitment that was made to another party. 
I don't know if you guys, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but that's the vibe I get. It's like, you know, it could be simple, something as simple as, and please, if you've done this to me, I'm, I don't even, I can't even remember if you have done this to me, but if, if you have done this to me, no harm, no foul. But it's like, it's this notion of like, hey, we're going to get together and we're going to hang out on X day. We're going to do that. Okay? Now, obviously, things come up, but there literally have been times where people are like, I can no longer do that because I have something else that has come up. And you're like, okay, well, what has come up? And it's just, I guess, something, a better dinner engagement for them. You're like, oh, like in my wheelhouse, like in my world, like you, you don't do that. Oh, your kid gets sick or your wife has this. You, there are things that happen, of course, right? Just because you say you're going to do something doesn't mean like you're completely sold on it. There are things that come up, but it's a little bit more of a la- we, we, We're moving into a culture that's a little bit more of a lackadaisical approach to agreements, I think. And whatever the case may be, we have to make sure that that does not leak into the understanding that God has orchestrated through a mediator, his son, a covenant, an agreement, a legal binding contract of what? Of us being able to step in to an eternal inheritance. Whew. All right, so we have a new year, right? Uh, and in this new year, uh, you know, all, all of us, including myself, we're, we're looking largely into the future, right? What will 2022 2022, right? Have you seen that meme, right? It's 2020. Have you guys seen that or no? No? Yeah? You know what I'm talking about? Like, I re- I, I, my face looked like this when I realized that 2022 is 2022, T-O-O, right? No, we're, we're not going to believe that, right? But no, w- this is a time, and it's, and it's good, and it's logical, and it's fair, and I do it as well, right? To be looking into the future. But when we do that sometimes, especially with my personality time, I'll tell you this right out of the bat. I'm always, I usually default to forward-looking that I forget what has happened, right? We may be looking into what the Lord is going to be doing in our lives, or maybe just what we're going to be doing in our lives, but we have a tendency, or at least I have a tendency to, uh, to fail, to take a stock in what the Lord has done in the previous year, right? Like, what will 22 bring? Great. Well, Lord, what happened in 2021 that I can glory in your name? So, you know, examples from uh, Bristol Hope. Look, this last year we've had tremendous growth. Tremendous growth physically in bodies here. We've had tremendous growth in finances. You know, we as a board, we were taking a look, and it's important things for you to know. I mean, we asked and told a church that was using this building that they no longer could use this building because we needed more time for the Holy Spirit to operate, right? And that was like $12,000 a year, uh, budgetary item for us, okay? And in, from last year, uh, the church finances grew without them, an additional 12000 So what does that mean? That actually means that there was a growth of 24000 because you have the 12000 that you make up with the other church, plus another 12000 of giving. If we compare that to two years ago, you compare that to two years ago, $64,000. Now, for a church this size, during COVID and all that, the church finances have grown $64,000 in two years, $24,000 technically, really, in one year. Like, before I'm talking about 2022, it's like, Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Right? This is not a big church. I mean, you know, roofs break, water lines break. I mean, things happen. We have things you have to pay. And you guys have been so awesome in serving your time, fixing things, right? 
uh, or giving money to help. But that's something that we should take stock in and be excited about. In addition to that, come on, let's get into some spiritual things, right? We have a new worship leader, right? Come on. Nothing against Mario. Mario is a beloved friend. He's an awesome worship leader. You know, but the Lord is doing something. He's doing something new, and that's something very powerful. Um, we, we have seen just even recently massive testimonies, massive testimonies of healing, of people being delivered from demonic things. Uh, I, just in the last couple of weeks, we had at least one, just in the last couple of weeks, of a Holy Spirit baptism. Someone receiving the gifting of the speaking of tongues, right? And when they received that, a lot of the issues that they were having with their physical being, physical illness, went away. I mean, we had money multiplied, right? I mean, I mean just amazing things are happening, right? But, you know, but going forward as a church, you know, um, there are things that I as a pastor just, I really want to just bring, att bring attention to, all good things, just what the, I really feel the Lord is doing. I really believe the Lord is looking for us uh, to be more consistent uh, in our healing and deliverance ministries, right? So we really want to make it a priority uh, to every month have Clayton come in. Not that it has to be Clayton, but we have, we're going to have a, an increased focus on the ministry of healing, the ministry of deliverance for people. I mean, the last couple of weeks, I mean, like the number of people who have been getting set free, like, has been amazing. Uh, another thing that we're doing is as our kids are growing and we're having more kids here, um, it's one way to grow the kingdom of God and make disciples is to actually have children, right? Um, we want to have a, an increased emphasis and priority on our children's ministry. We see that there is going to be, and we believe, a growth physically of this church and spiritually. We want to increase our ways to promote uh, ways to help with, uh, with the homeless. But, you know, outside of even that, I want to say this. This is, this is just a reality, and this is going to hurt, I think, some of us, depending upon where you're at and how long you've been here. There is a reality. If the promises of the Lord are true, of what he has spoken over this church, which we believe they are, because there have been multiple words that this is going to be an apostolic center, that this is going to be a place where we're sending people out, where people are coming in, getting trained up, um, we are going to definitely either buy that supermarket and that parking lot, or move. That's just the reality. We have a decent amount of space yet in, in the church. Obviously, today it's slim pickings because, like, a lot of people are home right now, right? But the reality is this. That parking lot is not going to work for what the Lord wants to do in this place. And look, it's 2021. It's not 1957. People are not going to park four blocks away to walk to church. That's just like not what people do anymore, okay? Um, so look, as a church community, we really have to dig in deep and think about that. And some of us may have been in this building literally since the 1950s. What do you love more, the building or what the kingdom is saying and doing right now? Okay? So these are things. Another thing that I, I just really feel from the Lord is, look, as the church grows... We're going to have to figure things out. Right? I'm not wanting to complain because I complain enough to my wife and to Pastor Josh. But um, look, man, we're, we're coming to a stage. I never thought I would necessarily say this, but I'm saying it now. Where we have to think seriously about funding full-time ministers. Right? Everyone here at this church is like part-time, getting paid third-time, but really working full-time. 
Okay? And so if we're going to step into what the Lord wants us to do, I'm not saying now is the time, but it's something that we need to pray about. And it's something that we need to strategize about. If we're going to step into what the Lord is speaking, um, we're going to have to even do very practical things, right? We're going to have to figure out how we're going to fund the ministry uh, and in the way in which the Lord wants to do it. So, um, yeah. So these are all exciting things that the Lord is, is, is doing in our midst. And that's looking forward, but it's also, let's pause and recollect on what the Lord has done. Amen? So, you know, I just wanted to throw and, and give a little language to that, because these are some of the things that we've been talking about as a ministry team and as a board, right? The time is coming prayerfully soon that we're just simply going to grow, outgrow um, the, the, the parking lot there. I mean, we've already had some situations when we have, like, guest speakers and, and it grows a little bit more, like, the parking lot, the, the Supermarket is literally knocks on the door. It's like, yo, like that's not your parking lot, you know. You've been looking the other way, but so it's all good things. It's um, what do you call them? Growing pains. These are things like if you're a prayer warrior, especially on Wednesday nights. These are things that we need to really lift up as we strategize with the Lord. Um, the Lord would bring us to the right place, or hey, I'm I'm totally cool with buying that grocery store. It'd be awesome. A Holy Ghost filled grocery store give good food and pure food to people and pray for people. and That would be, that'd be amazing. Who knows what the Lord's going to do. Now look, these are not you know, New Year's resolutions. Right? These are not New Year's resolutions. They are not New Year's resolutions. These are plans from the Lord. And I believe that there are plans that are founded in his internal inheritance, which we see in Hebrews 9. Okay? So let's talk about, you know, I, mean, how, I mean, how many pastors are going to be talking about this today? Probably like 90%. Let's talk about New Year's resolutions, right? Resolutions, New Year's resolutions are probably the worst thing you could do. Anyone? I don't know if you want to show your hands. Anyone do a New Year's resolution yet? Well, okay. But here's, here are the stats for those in the back of the room. It's hard to see, but these are the, uh, the, the you know, people actually do studies on such things, right? So uh, New Year's resolutions, right? Uh, percent keeping the resolution. Within the first two weeks, about 80% of people will keep the New Year's resolution. By the time you get to five months, it's down to 40%. Uh, by the time you crack the year window, you're shooting about 30%. So here's the truth. You start a New Year's resolution, there's a very good chance that you will not fulfill that resolution. Right? Other studies show 8% of people who do a New Year's resolution actually are successful with it. 92% are not successful with it. Right? Because it's largely a gimmick. I believe this in the spirit and also physically. If, you're, if you are coming up with a resolution, um, is, is this. To have success in a resolution, you need a resolve. Okay? I feel like this is what the Lord is saying to us in the year 2022. You need to get a resolve. What do I mean by that? You need to get an unction of the Holy Ghost. Of what the Lord is doing in this hour and in this year can't be just a resolution of like eating healthier or going to the gym or let alone all the things that I threw out there for 2022, right? It, it, these could be like, you know, apple pie dreams. It, the Lord is saying to us and he's saying to his bride, I believe across the globe, with everything going on, we need to get a resolve in our spirit. But here's the thing. I really do believe for you to have an appropriate resolution, or rather a resolve in your spirit, you need to go back to the word and once again understand something. 
understand what covenant really means. That is what's going to allow you to go forward in the things in the spirit and to go forward in the things in the flesh, in the physical things that you have for your life. You need to know the covenant. He's made a covenant with man by blood. That is a legal binding entity. And so, you know, if you go back to Genesis chapter 8, this is, this is a little cool and lesser known little scripture here that I remember when I first read this back in the day, I felt such peace. Okay? When the world is saying that everything's falling apart, whether it's climate change or plastic straws or the Arctic or the polar bears or the COVID or the this or that, like, you go to his word and we see that God made multiple covenants, right? He makes a covenant, that the basic ones are, right? He makes a covenant with Adam and Eve. He makes a covenant with Abraham. He makes a covenant uh, with, uh, with Noah. He makes a covenant with Moses. He makes a covenant with King David. And then he makes a covenant via Jesus, right? Those are the classic six, although many people just teach five. I guess they don't necessarily refer to either the, the Davidic covenant or maybe the covenant with uh, Adam and Eve. But these are all covenants that God has made with mankind. Five, surely, I would argue six. But here is the one with Noah. And so covenants are, are legal binding. They're, they're not like, hey, we're just going to change things now. It's a contract that's been signed. Look at this. It's so beautiful. Uh, Genesis chapter, where am I? Chapter 8, verse 20, right? This is at the, the end of the flood. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again. He says never again. I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold, yes, cold, and heat, winter and, yes, summer, and day and night shall not cease. Okay? So what I feel the Lord is just saying is like how beautiful this is, right? We're moving into a new season, right? We're moving into the year 2022. We're, we just left autumn, and we're moving into winter. December 21st was the winter solstice. That right there is a testimony to God's faithfulness and his covenant. Us stepping into a new year should be a reminder of his covenant promise. I don't care what they say about the climate. You know, the earth getting warmer, this, that, and the other thing. Yes, maybe, no. I mean, 96% of scientists say it is. Whatever the case may be, his word says that as long as the earth remains, you will be able to have a seed time. You will be able to grow food. You will be able to have a winter and you will have a summer. I have created these cycles and they will be. And therefore they will be. And so when we move into a new season of winter, we move into a new year, it's a testimony that God's covenant promises continue. See, this is what we need to get in, our, in us in, in, in 2022 if we haven't done it already. That God is not just a God of love. He's not just a God of power. And he's not just a God of grace. He's a God of covenant. Like, this is more than he loves you, man. This is, he is a covenant-keeping God. No matter what you do on your end of the agreement, he's still faithful. What, you ever read the book of Hosea? Or maybe some of you ladies was a redeeming love, that like big, uh, 
book. I know my wife is all about that, but they're making a movie out of this now. But the story of Hosea, right? It's the whole story of Israel turning away, turning away from God, but God being there. Like he says, I hate divorce, right? He says that in his word. As a hen gathers his, uh, her chicks, the Lord shall gather his people, right? As the mountains surround Jerusalem, the Lord surrounds his people, right? He's there. He will always be there. He's there to be faithful to his promises, so whatever you're holding out for, and whatever is in the word that you have not yet seen, doesn't matter what you see, because it's not more true than what is true, and that is that God is a covenant-keeping God. He's not a man that he should lie. He's not going to turn away from his agreement. He has said in Hebrews 9, and all over the Bible, right, you have access to receive a power of an eternal inheritance in him. Come on. But we may not get this if we're of a culture that has lost the nuance and understanding of what covenant really means. If we're in a culture that is experiencing and like, hey, I'm going to do this agreement with you as long as it works for me and then I'll just quickly change, you're not going to understand that it doesn't matter if you're going through hell's fire or not. His covenant is yea and amen. What's really powerful is this. You know, in covenants and covenant in, in the biblically speaking, it, is always, it always bears a mark. There's always a sign of the covenant. Right? The covenant that God made with Abraham. Uh, was a covenant of healing back the flesh, an actual circumcision. 6,000 years later, 6,000 years later, still Jewish boys on the eighth day get circumcised. It's a mark. We're in covenant with God. New Testament, one of those powerful marks, it's the, it's the mark of the piercing of his hands. Right? It's the mark of blood. There's a mark. It's been said this. If one does not know to which port one is sailing, no wind is favorable. Where are you going? There's some new wind in your life. A hope, an optimism, a new job. Things are going well. Maybe there's an increase of finances. Maybe there's cool things and new things that are happening at this church, which obviously they are. You have all this wind. You have all this momentum. You have all this energy. But here's the thing. If you have all this coming on into your life and you don't know which port where your goal is, that where you're trying to get to, it means nothing. You need to have a goal. You need to know which port you're sitting sail to. And I believe that the Lord is saying here, what is the port that we're looking at here? And, I, and this is where we need to really be as life is weird right now. Is this, this is the port to receive the promise of the internal inheritance. I, I feel like the Lord is really on this right now. If, if, if you got some stuff, some good things, even if you don't have good things, going on in your life, going into 2022. And we as a church have a lot of good things. It's where, you, where, you, where are you taking the ship? 
right? You got more money, you got a better job, is your ship just to get a bigger house, right? Um, we have a lot of activities going on here at church. What is the goal? What is the port? And I really just believe the Lord is saying, it's got to be this. It's got to be the promise of the eternal inheritance. Let's read this again in Hebrews 9, verse 15, right? It says, and for this reason, for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions, that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Jamie, if you come on up, please. What is the eternal inheritance? The eternal inheritance is, is more than you're saved. Like the eternal inheritance is you have access to the new covenant, the new agreement between two parties. God has a list, man. An entire list of promises under the new covenant. What are some of these promises? Uh, blessing and not cursing. Redemption. Restoration. Reconciliation. Not just life, but life abundantly. Oh yeah, also trial. Tribulation persecution, that too, but also that you would lay hands on the sick and see them healed, to lay hands on the dead and see them come to life, to preach in new tongues, to be evangelists, to see the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost on planet earth, to change kingdoms, to preach before kings, queens, presidents, speakers of the house. That's also the internal inheritance. Yes, for your families to be restored. To both spouses serving the Lord. For your children to serve the Lord. Yes, these are the things which are bound in his blood. But this is what I feel the Lord is saying for us in 2022. There is a covenant that God has made with New Testament believers. But we need to step into that agreement. This is a legal binding contract. A legal binding contract happens between two parties. God is faithful. He's faithful to his end of the agreement. But then there's an other ending agreement that we uptake. To live holy lives. To live sanctified lives. To pick up our cross daily. To love our lives not unto death. To bear the burdens of others and fulfill the laws of Christ. And I think probably... The biggest piece of our end of the agreement into the internal inheritance is simply to believe. To believe that that inheritance is yours. 
doesn't matter what you're going through. doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter how much sin you have done. But to believe that you have access. Come on, why don't we stand? I feel like the Lord really wants to conjure up in us. And, I, and I'm saying this because I look at our church of 80 to 100 people and I'm like, what? We're going to be an apostolic center? What? That's going to have a different building? What? That's going to be able to fund multiple people in full-time ministry? What? 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 Look, man, there's a bit of disbelief with that one. But our end of the agreement of the covenant is something kind of simple but yet profound. It's to believe that he is a covenant-keeping God. Look, this is, this is what I'm saying to you is that God wants to do amazing things through you. Like earth-shattering things, like ushering in the kingdom of God. This, this is not a, a, a 2022 New Year's resolution. It is a resolve by and of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 30, 20, for those of you who still do not believe. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Do you hear this? This is the Holy Spirit through Paul saying, whatever you think God can do through you, you're not even scratching the surface. He wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above even what we can think. Are you stepping into that belief? Now, you're not going to step into that belief if you don't understand that God is a God of covenant. This is a covenant that He's made with us. He wants to do exceedingly, abundantly things in us. God, he wants a Joel kind of manifestation on earth, right? The famous portions of Joel, right? Your young men and your women, right, will dream dreams and, and prophesy. It'll be a great moving of the Lord on planet earth. Those are the promises of the Lord. But he's calling forth for people to step in and to believe. And so look, man, I'm putting this together. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to be real with you. Yesterday and the day before, I don't know if it's like coming out of the high of all the holidays, but man, I came into such a place of discouragement. I, I, I was like, how on earth did I get here? I, I just got so discouraged. Having to go back to work on Monday, having to do all this stuff. There's a lot of different moving pieces that are happening here at church and good things and funky things and sad things. People going through pain and hurt. And man, sometimes it becomes overwhelming. It was just like, Meh. you know what it was? It was like a Charlie Brown moment when the adults are just like, wah, 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 wah. you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I feel like Charlie Brown. But, you know, in all of that, God is so funny in that last hour. He just hit me over the head and is like, do you believe in the internal inheritance or not? Now, the Lord speaks to me not in such gentle terms. I'm not saying that this is what you need to receive. I'm just telling you, this is how God received, he talks to me sometimes. He brought me to Job 38. Anytime the Lord brings you to Job, you're like. All right, my kids are like going to bed upstairs. I'm like trembling in the book of Job, like, oh. Job 38.3. 
Now prepare yourself like a man. I felt, I heard the Lord. The Lord says, David, prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determines its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? Who shut the doors of the sea when it burst forth and issued from the womb, when I made the clouds its garments, and thick darkness its swaddling band, when I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors? Prepare yourself like a man. He said unto me, gird up your loins. It's like, gird up your loins and Prepare yourself like a man, David. See, other places in Job, it says, to, to God responds to Job and says, gird, your, gird up your loins. That's a very weird thing. So 1 Peter says it this way. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm like, gird up your loins. Prepare yourself like a man. I'm like, what are you saying, Lord? And I kid you not, I found this. This is actually someone who researched what does girding your, girding your loins up actually means. What does it mean? So, this is what it means. It means when ancient Israel was going out to battle, they're wearing these tunics. So what they would do is they would take the tunic, they would wrap it like underneath their thighs, almost like creating a diaper, and tying the front of the tunic. And it would be kind of like the colloquial tale, like, David, young man, roll up your sleeves. It's like, get to work. Get to work in the good things of the gospel. Gird up your loins, you mere man. I feel like that's what the Lord is saying to us. Do you want to step into the internal inheritance of God by the one and only mediator, His Son? Do you want to see the blessings of the covenant of God that He's made with His bride? Well, then you got to roll up your sleeves and you got to get to work. So, this 2022, I feel the Lord is saying to this His bride, it is time to believe. Not just to believe, but to really believe that he is a covenant-keeping God, that you have access to exceedingly abundantly things in the faith. But you can't just sit on the couch watching Netflix getting that. You gotta roll up your sleeves, you gotta gird up your loin and prepare yourself like a man, like a woman. Amen. Come on, Lord, we just come before you and we say, Lord, we want to be a people who believe, Lord. Not just believe in your son so that we can be saved, Lord. That we can believe that we are disciples of Christ. Lord, that we can believe again that we are sons and daughters of God to be made manifest on earth. Lord, that we believe that even though I don't see it, you are a faithful, covenant-keeping God. You're not just any God. You are the living God who holds himself true to legal obligations. Lord, we want to receive that belief again. 
But Father, I pray that there is a stirring inside of us to believe for exceedingly abundantly in our life. To believe in exceedingly abundantly things for this small little church, Lord God. Yes, to be an apostolic center. Yes, to be a hub. But Lord, to see the dead rise, oh God. To see women healed from breast cancer right now in Jesus' name. To see families restored. Come on. Lord, I pray that we would be a people of valor that says, I'm going to prepare myself. I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm putting my hands to the plow. And I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back at the calves. I'm not looking back at my family. I'm serving you. Come on. Father, I just pray right now, a spirit, a spirit of belief to rise up in 2022. Come on, a spirit of belief in the midst of inflation right now, in the midst of COVID right now, in the midst of craziness right now, a spirit of belief would arise in your church that you, you are not just God. You're a God of covenant. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord. going to we're going to dismiss if you got to get going it's cool have a wonderful week and a blessed week we'll be back at prayer this wednesday we'll be here of course next sunday but we just want to have a time uh if you want to be ministered to we're going to have our altar team come forward just feel like the lord is just saying to us man if you just need to step into a place where your belief your belief for the covenant promises of god just need to be raised up in your life inside of your spirit man or woman just encourage you to come on down just just receive a spirit of belief again there's no harm in that man that's why the scriptures say fan the flame of the spirit and paul says this to timothy right you're timothy you're going to be a pastor essentially you got to make sure that you fan the flame of the spirit you got to fan that flame believe believe by the power of the holy ghost and the covenant promises of God. So we just want to invite you to come on down if that is you.
Have a wonderful week.